At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. the nightcap here on VEASAN alongside soon-to-be Greater New Orleans Hall of Famer Sean King, yes, Tulane Green Wave legend. I'm just Tim Murray, just hanging out, trying to, trying to keep things in order here. Sean will be headed down to Nolens later on this month for the uh, induction uh, there for that Hall of Fame. That's where we head now in our summer conditioning. We have so far done the NFC East and the NFC North. Today, we start our journey in the NFC South with the New Orleans Saints, and we bring in Fletcher Mackle from WDSU, the NBC affiliate down in New Orleans. Boy, are there a lot of things to talk about. We've got a quarterback situation, a new head coach, a uh, some legal issues, so many ways to go, Fletcher, but I will start with the obvious, and that is the head coach. It is no longer Sean Payton. So much success down there in New Orleans. Dennis Allen steps in. Um, what are the expectations? This is a, a new era down there in New Orleans without Sean Payton, who's meant so much to that organization. What are your expectations of Dennis Allen as a first-time head coach? First, let me start off by saying congratulations to Sean. Obviously, you said a Tulane legend and a perfect season in 99. Uh, what he meant to that program is tremendous. So a great honor uh, going into the Greater New Orleans Sports Hall of Fame. It's always a great event every year. So congratulations. As far as Dennis Allen goes, I am optimistic about Dennis Allen because he has been part of the culture here two different times. Realize that he was on Sean Payton's first staff when Payton arrived in 2006, and he did a great job with the secondary. He gets an opportunity to go be a defensive coordinator in Denver Head coach in Oakland, horrible record, but look at the situation. I mean, he was playing Terrell Pryor at quarterback for a season, so it wasn't exactly a recipe for success. But since he returned to New Orleans, this defense has been not just good, fantastic at times. I mean, this is a unit that has done a serious number on Tom Brady in the regular season the past few years. So I think the fact that Dennis Allen was part of the culture created by Sean Payton and one of the guys who you would look at as a 
coaching foundation pillar, I think it was an easy decision for the Saints. Now, is he going to push the same buttons, and is he going to resonate in the locker room the same way as Sean Payton did, who is this larger-than-life figure? I don't know, but I do think it was the right choice to promote Dennis Allen because he was respected by the defensive players. He'd earned another chance, and, uh, and he was a guy who helped build this culture. So I am maybe more optimistic on Dennis Allen because I have covered him since he got here than maybe the national people are that remember that horrible record with the Raiders. You know, one of the reasons, Fletcher, that I am high on the Saints is because of the continuity, and it extends past Dennis Allen. Uh, the one thing Sean Payton, at least in my eyes, was known as is the best play caller on game day in the National Football League. And instead of Dennis going out and trying to put his own imprint on the offense, he promoted Pete Carmichael Jr., who's been with the Saints and Sean Payton since 2006. So he understands the system. He understands how Sean operates. Is he up to the task to become the game day play caller? Well, look, we actually got a glimpse of Pete Carmichael. You remember Sean Payton was suspended for the entire 2012 season. Pete Carmichael called all of the offensive plays and ran the offense that year. And, and that was a pretty good offense. They were coming off a, a, a historic 2011 campaign. And offensively in 2012, they were still really, really good. The defense was one of the worst in football in the NFL history that year. Uh, most yards allowed by a defense in NFL history. But offensively, Pete Carmichael, I think, is a very underrated play caller that learned a lot from Sean Payton. Lance Moore, the, the former Saints wide receiver who was on the Super Bowl team, is now an analyst with us here at NBC New Orleans. And, and, and he said that he felt like Pete was you know, a fantastic play caller. Uh, Lance says that was one of his best seasons receiving. He said there's, there's one difference between Pete and Sean. Pete likes to try and push the ball downfield a little bit more than Sean ever did. Sean was big on take what the defense will give you. I hate the term dink and dunk, but Drew Brees understood. He had electric playmakers like Alvin Kamara, Reggie Bush. I mean, go back to all these great pass-catching running backs, and he would check down and let those guys do a lot of the work. Pete Carmichael was not afraid to let Jameis cook maybe and throw the ball down the field. Um, but look, it's still a big question mark. Sean Payton was, I think, one of the, the offensive innovators in recent NFL history. I uh, had a great relationship with Drew Brees, and, and him not being here is, is definitely going to be a loss. But I do think that they're insulated enough to withstand it. And I'm not picking the Saints to win the Super Bowl, but I do think the Saints are a playoff team. I think the odds makers have them like at Seven and a half or eight is the over and under. I think that's low. I think they're I think they're a more talented team, top to bottom, than that. You know, Fletcher Mackerel here, WDSU New Orleans. I agree. You know, last year frustrating probably for Saints fans because of the injuries, but it did allow Marcus Callaway and Deontay Hardy to get a lot of needed game experience. You get Michael Smith back. You also add in a veteran in Jarvis Landry and first round draft pick Chris Olave. I mean, when you surround just uh, Jameis Winston with that group of receivers and Alvin Kamara at running back, I, I mean, the sky should be the limit, you know, as far as from a talent standpoint, what they're able to produce. How has the offseason gone? Do they feel that sense of added experience and depth that they didn't have last year? Yeah, I think I think that, you know, you, you talked about it last year. They, they played more starters than any team in the NFL because of injury and COVID. They played a game on Monday night against the Miami Dolphins with 
Ian Book, who was on their practice squad playing quarterback because the top three quarterbacks were out with injury or COVID. Um, it was it was definitely a trying season, and now you've really beefed up that receiving core. You mentioned Marquez Callaway. He was the number one guy. He's now the number four or five guy on that depth chart because Michael Thomas is coming back. They drafted Chris Olave, and then they go sign Jarvis Landry. Well, in some form or fashion, those guys are going to be one, two, and three. So the guy who was your number one receiver is now fourth or fifth on your depth chart. That's just much more depth and more talent right there. And then I've never seen a Saints team in my 20 years covering this team deal with a rash of injuries like they dealt with last year, certainly not under Sean Payton, and yet they still got to 9-8 and eight and almost got into the playoffs. So barring an unforeseen crazy rash of injuries again, they still have Demario Davis and Marcus Lattimore and uh, Marshawn Lattimore, excuse me, and Cam Jordan and Ryan Ramchick on the offensive line. And yes, Alvin Kamara may get suspended because of the situation he's dealing with in Las Vegas, a battery charge that happened during the Pro Bowl, but he's still going to play a majority of the season. Jameis is confident. They believe in him. Oh, yeah, they signed Tyree Matthew that I think gives people a lot of belief that, you know, Malcolm Jenkins retired, but they slide in uh, another on-the-field and locker-room leader in Tyron Matthew, and then people believed in Dennis in that locker room. So I think from a coaching standpoint, they don't feel like they've lost much. So I think there's a, a sense of optimism here that this is a, a team that can really contend. If they were in the AFC, as, as loaded as the AFC is, I may say, okay, getting into the playoffs is going to be hard, but in the NFC – I, I can make an argument right now that they're the fourth, fifth best team in the NFC. Chad, once again, from Fletcher Mackle, the NBC affiliate down there in New Orleans. Over-under set at eight and a half, as you, uh, as you mentioned. I, I want to hit on something uh, that you also just mentioned a moment ago, the Alvin Kamara situation. I know Pro Football Talk wrote an article uh, a week or two ago, Fletcher, saying that uh, Kamara is bracing for a six-game suspension, and I believe the, the wording was eventually. So w- what is the latest? When is Alvin Kamara expected to, uh, to you know, uh, have the legality of the situation that, you know, happened here in Vegas uh, unfold? What are your expectations, and what are they hearing inside that, you know, locker room about his availability? So just to, to set this up, Alvin Kamara is beloved in the locker room. That This is a guy who's never been in trouble, has never had issues. You know, he's the community, he's involved in the community. So it was a surprise when he was arrested for battery at the, at the Pro Bowl in Las Vegas. Now, look, there hasn't been a lot of refuting what happened. There was an altercation. What led to it, we don't know. The case has been pushed twice. He was in court in March and then again in April, and in both times it was, it was pushed back, and now he's going back in August. The one thing about the NFL, and I know Sean will remember this and all of us that have covered the league for a long time, the league was more judge-jury executioner, so to say, before the legal process played out. Now, and I think it's better for the league, they allow the legal process to play out before they extend any type of punishment. So if this case gets pushed again, well, then Alvin Kamara will continue playing until this is resolved in the court. If, if he is found guilty, you know, on some type of battery charge or assault charge, obviously he's going to miss time if that's the case. Is it going to be six games? I don't know. Look, I respect 
Mike Florio and the people at NBC Sports. We're an NBC affiliate here in New Orleans. But I don't know if anybody knows. Is it going to be two games, four games, six games? I don't doubt the report from, from Pro Football Talk. And, and again, we should know something more in August because that is when his, we, we I think, believe it's his final court date. But who knows? But that's when he'll be back in court to find out um, what could happen this season. Fletcher, before we let you run, you got 30 seconds. Here at Circa, win total set at 8.5. What's your 2022 Saints record? I say 10 and 7. I say Saints get in 10 and 7. I don't know if they beat the Bucks to win the division, but I think the Saints are definitely a playoff team. They remind me of San Francisco a year ago. San Francisco got in as a wild card team. They ended up getting hot and getting to the NFC Championship game. Saints could do that. He is Fletcher Mackle, covers all things New Orleans down there in the Big Easy. Thank you, Fletcher. Appreciate it, man. All right, thank you. There he is, Fletcher Mackle from WDSU in NBC. More on the Saints as we continue our summer conditioning. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN, and folks, VEASAN will be broadcasting live in the NBA Summer League. Now, July 17th, catch The Edge with Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, live at NBA Summer League every weekday. We'll have special guests, exclusive content, live updates all throughout VEASAN shows. For more, follow us on Twitter, at VEASAN Live, and also check out our YouTube page as well. Alongside Sean King, I am Tim Murray, talking some New Orleans Saints, a city that Sean is quite fond of. You know what's interesting? Some good memories down there. What's happening? As we do our summer conditioning, mm-hmm. doesn't that total seem low? I mean, they were nine and eight last year. Eight and a half? Yeah, with Jameis being injured most of the year, with guys like Trevor Simeon and Ian Book. <laughs> Ian Book started. <laughs> yeah, and, and they still... Uh, Found their way Surpassed that total. Yeah. You know, the only thing they really lost off the defense was Marcus Williams, and they replaced him, Tyrone Matthew. You know, they get Michael Smith back, who wasn't there, and they went 9-8. and eight. Kamara missed parts of the year. I mean, the Kamara question is is concerning, certainly. Uh, they if, got Ingram sitting there. Yeah, I know, but if he suspended six games, it's a, it's, it's an important piece of the offense. And 
And I'll, I'll ask you this, because Fletcher Mackle, who just joined us and has been covering New Orleans sports for, for a, a long, long time, mm-hmm. um, you know, he was, he was optimistic about Dennis Allen. And, you know, Dennis Allen does have some head coaching experience, as Fletcher mentioned, two different stints in New Orleans. But you have said on this show a number of times, you said it tonight, Sean Payton, in your mind, right. best play caller in the NFL. So I think that in the eyes of odds makers, certainly has to account for something. So let's start with the head coach. Is that a big concern to you? Not at all. I mean, Dennis Allen. Not at all? No, he's not doing anything different. Okay. I mean, the same role he played previously, he's going to play now, except he just gives the speech before they leave the locker room. I mean, he's still going to call the defense. He's still going to be the same person in the building. You know, their difference is Carmichael's calling it on game day. Again, I, I forgot in 2012 that he called the plays, but he's been there for so long. I mean, 06 to 2022 with the same organization, like that never happens, you know, in that profession. So it speaks to what Sean Payton thought of Mr. Uh, Coach Carmichael. And, you know, when you're around, you know, that kind of a play caller, then I believe association breeds assimilation. You know, you start to take on the characteristics and attributes of your environment. So, I would have assumed that he's going to be very Sean Payton similar. I think uh, they have a different quarterback. Jameis is better at pushing the ball vertically down the field than Drew Brees was because he has a bigger arm. He's a bigger body. Can stay in the pocket, take more contact right when the ball is being released. So we'll see. I like their receiving core. I'm high I on do their, too. If, if Michael Thomas is serious and he's about to be pre-2021 Michael Thomas, I think – they got a chance to be really good. Because adding Jarvis Landry as what's going to be the third or fourth option, don't be surprised if Marquez Callaway has a big season now that he knows that he belongs in year two to all of a sudden get all that playing time. And, you know, he had almost 700 yards receiving, six touchdown catches. You know, then you're going to add Chris Olave, who a lot of people thought was the most NFL-ready receiver, you know, in this this past year's draft. So, they clearly thought highly of him. They traded up to 11 yeah. to get him. So, I mean, they're going to line up now and have some dudes. And they got most of the guys back on defense. So, we just showed you the graphic. At DraftKings, you can get a juiced over eight. Uh, here at Circa, it's actually eight and a half. So, once again, you're obligatory. Shop around. Um, but I, I tend to agree with, with you and Fletcher on this. At eight, a win total. Um, you know, you look at the breakdown of the schedule. It's I'd almost feel comfortable taking the alternate win total at nine and getting a plus one thirty-five. I would rather play them to make the playoffs and play the alt win total because let's say they land nine and eight and they make. You think the playoffs. that's good enough this year? I don't know. It in wasn't N- last year. In the NFC, it's possible with tiebreakers. You still got pretty much the same teams at the top. Yeah, you're going to add in one of Philly or Washington. I mean, no one's talking about San Francisco, but San Francisco basically has the whole team back. Oh, and they're already hyping up Trey Lance, your guy. Yeah, hey, I wouldn't be surprised if Jimmy Garoppolo is the opening day starter. Cigar bet? No, let me see. you got to make it there first. <laughs> I'm talking about if he's on the team, not if they trade him. If, if he's he, on the team and healthy, I would not be surprised if Jimmy Garoppolo is the opening day starter. I would be very, su- I would be very surprised if Jimmy Garoppolo is the starter. And they player. bring Trey along slowly, have packages for him. No. Well. It's year two. It's time to go, and it's been his team. But this is the Saints, not the 49ers. Right. Um, I just was talking about the Saints and to make the playoff number, so we had to go over some of the teams. Yeah, plus 125 right. and plus 135 to the over. Um, but, I, I mean, at eight, I, I, I certainly feel comfortable playing the over on that because that division. Okay, the Buccaneers are 
are the favorites, and rightfully so. They're the biggest favorite to win any division. As they should be. I think so, but you don't think there's maybe a step back from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? We'll we'll talk about them later this week. They're so good on offense. Because, you know, I love the kid from Arizona State. Yeah. Who gives them a lot more juice in the backfield than Leonard Fournette. Atlanta's terrible. Um, Yeah, they're awful. Carolina, I I, I don't think very highly of them either. It's all going to depend on the start of their season. They get off to a good start, they're going to be tough out. New Orleans opens the season. Their schedule, their first three games, Sean, are NFC South games. At Atlanta, home to Tampa, at Carolina. And then they go to London to play Minnesota. For whatever reason, they own Tampa. They beat Tampa twice last year. And Jameis played, like, what, one quarter out of the eight? I don't know. So they could very easily be 3-0 and after that. Because uh, they get Atlanta, I mean, they get Tampa in the, the – uh, the Superdome is it back to being the Superdome? I know it was Mercedes Benz last year. Superdome. Caesar's Superdome. So they get Tampa at home. I mean, that's a guaranteed win in Week One at Atlanta because they'll be playing Desmond Ritter or Felipe Franks in Week One. Yeah, Mario will be hurt. First two series, Mark, Mark, Marcus is hurt. <laughs> oh, that's absolute gonna happen. <laughs> and then Week Three, the Panthers could already fell apart. You just never know. Yeah, the fact that their schedule breaks down the way that it does, Sean, where you've got the two weaker teams in the NFC South on the road those first three weeks, and then you've got the home showdown with the Buccaneers, where they'll be, and I'll pull up the, the exact line right now, they'll be a slight underdog, uh, but you know it, it might be a situation. Week two right now, uh, New Orleans is a three-and-a-half-point underdog at the Westgate Superbook, four-point underdog at DraftKings, and then week one you're looking at New Orleans being a five-point road favorite. So your crossovers, uh, they've got the AFC North this year. Uh, they've got the NFC West, so uh, challenging you know, division there. Um, we'll see what the Seahawks are. And then their crossover games, I mentioned uh, Minnesota in London. So that actually works out for them because I believe that is Minnesota's home game. So... They don't have to go on a true road situation at Philly and then home game against the Raiders. Those are their three games that no one in their division will be playing. Um, I, look, Jameis was great before he got hurt. And like you said, I mean, somehow, completion percentage, somehow 14 this, touchdowns, three interceptions. Pretty somehow, good. somehow this team kind of bubble gummed it all together and found their way nine and eight. Didn't make the playoffs, but all these injuries – and you look at those first six games. I mean, even if they come out of there four and two, and then you get Kamara back after that. Yeah, the, the Kamara thing is he going to be suspended right away? Would it be middle of the season? That that kind of see, I felt like the story I got with the Kamara thing was he was involved, but it was his boys that really like dished well, out it, the beat down. And if he's not, you know, found now, he got a lick in, but <laughs> you know, he, he wasn't <laughs> the main guy. So weeks, yeah, week one at Atlanta, home to Tampa, at Carolina, in London to Minnesota, no bye week, home game to Seattle, and then home game to Cincinnati to start the season, Sean. And then a short week at Arizona um, there for uh, for the Saints. So those are the first seven weeks of the season. Um, you know, back end of the schedule, you're looking at, you know, after their bye week, they have that late bye week, they go, Saturday against Atlanta, Saturday at Cleveland, and then at Philly, and they finish up against Carolina. 
What about a shot to win this division? Are the odds long enough for you? See, to, to me, win that all division? depends on Tampa. None of that depends on New Orleans. If that makes sense, because Tampa's got some question marks. Tampa's I know, but got to replace Indomitian Sue and Jason Pierre-Paul on defense. They've got to figure out that offensive line. But on the flip side of that, I mean, no Gronkowski. But I mean, you did add Gage. So already, but the offensive line has gotten weaker. I know Brady will get some of that because it gets rid of the ball. I know. Look, it's the greatest quarterback of all time. I'm yeah. totally understanding. I that. mean, I'm just saying. In at some point, Tom Brady's gonna get old. But historically, betting against Tom Brady hasn't been a very like winning proposition for anybody. So I'm not gonna sit here and tell people to take somebody besides Tampa to win the South. But I do like New Orleans. Two players on the Saints roster could bring home the same award. We'll be up for it. Comeback Player of the Year. Is that something to take a look at? We'll continue breaking down the New Orleans Saints next year on the Nightcap. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. Keep it rolling here on the nightcap alongside Sean King, former Tampa Bay Buccaneer. I am Tim Murray. Keeping our eye on a couple of these baseball games in the VEASAN baseball betting pentathlon. A numbers game with Gil Alexander has D-backs Giants under eight, top six. It is 3-1. Adam Burke and Hoops Peterson both have over 11.5 in Padres Rockies, and that is in the ninth inning right now. Six to three. So we're keeping our eyes on that. Unfortunately, we were uh, we fell short today. One nothing heading to the bottom of the fifth. Three runs allowed. I started to come in bitter too. I started to put Aaron Nola behind the red tape, but I just didn't. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's wrap up summer conditioning on New- the New Orleans Saints. Sean uh, over under, depending on where you look, eight or eight and a half. Uh, Dennis Allen, the new head coach, as Sean Payton has retired Mm -hmm. until he becomes a Dallas Cowboys coach next year. Uh, Jameis Winston back, coming off of injury. Michael Thomas coming off the ankle injury. Alvin Kamara, some questions about his availability. Maybe some suspension uh, could be coming from an, uh, an issue here in Las Vegas. They drafted Chris Olave, Sean with the 11th overall pick. Also selected Trevor Penning, left tackle out of Northern Iowa in the first round. Uh, he is slated to uh, to be a plug-and-play starter. Got Cam Jordan still on the defensive side of things. Uh, they went out to get Tyron Matthew, Marshawn Lattimore still out there. So a very good defense from a year ago. You know what I, I enjoy about this offseason for the New Orleans Saints? No more nonsense about Taysom Hill potentially being their starting quarterback. <laughs> I mean, it was just ridiculous for however long we had to worry about that. Which it's- makes him a lot more dangerous now because that ship has sailed. Andy Dalton's the backup quarterback yep. in New Orleans. Now Taysom can be exactly what he's in the National Football League to do, which is that Swiss Army knife. You know, a guy that can do different things on offense to help the, the team be successful. You know, I think if you're going to approach the Saints, you have to, first of all, your main bet should be over eight wins. 
Like, you have to make sure that whatever you're going to invest in the Saints pre-flop, you make money if they win nine games. Mm-hmm. But then I think you can take a small dabble on Saints at plus 360 to win the division. Because if it's not the Bucs, then it's most likely the Saints. If the Saints do have a big year, I think I would dabble a little bit on Jameis Winston and Michael Thomas, NFL Comeback Players of the Year. Because I think both one or both of those guys has had a big year for you know the Saints to be in contention. And, I mean, if you think you're really, really right, then, you know, put a little bit on the conference. Because the way you look at it, if the Rams and the Bucks falter, the NFC is wide open. Mm-hmm. And the Rams generally, you know, the Super Bowl hangover. Bucks at some point, they're going to get old. You some know, point. at some point. You know, so if not those two teams, then it's wide open. So it's not inconceivable that, that New Orleans could be in a position – you know, round two of the playoffs with the Rams and Bucks already gone. I want to take a look at comeback player of the year because I think it's fascinating. And right now the favorite is Derrick Henry. I don't understand. He came back last year. So he was playing in the playoffs. To me, Jameis Winston makes a ton of sense. And now he's the second favorite, a plus 550. So it's not, you know, this massive long shot. But if Jameis Winston leads the New Orleans Saints, Sean, to a 10-7 and seven record like Fletcher Mack- Mackle predicted or 9-8 and eight like you and I are kind of predicting. You might even be a little higher than that uh, on them. If he plays like he did last year with the weapons that are around him now, add in Chris Olave, add in Jarvis Landry, add in Michael Thomas. I really like Jameis Winston to win Comeback Player of the Year. Let's just run down the list real quickly. Derrick Henry's the favorite at DraftKings 4-1. to one. Jameis Winston plus 550. Christian McCaffrey could be in- interesting, but, you know, he's not a quarterback. He's often injured. Michael Thomas, 8-1. to one. Daniel Thomas, 8-1. to one. Mitchell Trubisky, who you like, 10-1. to one. Baker Mayfield, 12-1. to one. Deshaun Watson's not winning this award, so don't even mention. Um, Chase Young is mentioned there, 18-1, to one, coming off a torn ACL. I would, he'd have to have a huge year. Uh, Travis Etienne. Down in Jacksonville, never got to really step foot on the field. He's at 25 to 1. I know it's not crazy long shot, but if Jameis Winston is the starting quarterback for the New Orleans Saints and they win 10 games, man, he's got a really, really good shot to win that award. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would agree. And I think he's going to have a big year. I mean, he was on pace last year with over 30 touchdowns. Mm-hmm. And if he finishes out the year, I think the Saints make the playoffs. And then. You know, anything happens after that. I'll tell you two sneaky names on that list. Juju Smith-Schuster and Allen Robinson. Both getting massive upgrades at quarterback. Juju's getting Patrick Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes. Allen Robinson is getting um, Matt Stafford. I mean, so it's not inconceivable that one of those two guys could kind of revert back to the form that had them looking like they were like two of the up-and-coming, you know, top receivers in, in the NFL. So, there's value there, but the most likely winner to me, I don't know how Derrick Henry is on the list, so I'm going to not use him, but it's Jameis. Let's look at the, the, the weapons they have at receiver, the fact that Kamara's probably going to be suspended, so they're going to have to throw the ball a little more than they normally would. I think Jameis could put up big numbers. What about coach of the year for Dennis Allen? He's right now sitting at 30-1. to one, so No he's, shot. He's way down. Why does he have no shot? Well, I just don't think – if they go ten and seven, I don't he's think a first them being coach. successful is as unlikely as some of the other guys on that list. So the favorite right now is Brandon Staley, your favorite coach, the Chargers head coach. Mike McDaniel is sixteen to one. 
Dolphins head coach. Nathaniel Hackett in Denver, 16 to 1. Josh McDaniels in Las Vegas, 18 to 1. I think Josh got a shot. I think he does. Yeah. I think Dan Campbell has a really good shot. I think the Dan Lions. Campbell at 18 to 1 actually is a good bet. We talked about that last week when Scott was here. So, yeah, 30 to 1. Interesting. It's just not likely. There's a lot of other guys who I can convince myself will win it before him. Not because he won't be deserving. I don't think he'll get the credit because the Saints were already the fourth best defense in football last year. What are your expectations for Chris Olave year one? He just is to be solid. He's ten to one to win. He's actually dropped a little bit. He's actually dropped to twelve to one to win rookie of the year. So Kenny Pickett is your favorite. But last time we talked about offensive rookie of the year, which was what late last week, mm-hmm. he was five to one. He's now six to one. Brees Hall, Iowa State running back in New uh, in New York with the Jets, plus seven fifty. Drake London eight to one. Traylon Burks eight to one. Christian Watson nine to one. Garrett Wilson ten to one. Sky Moore ten to one. Kenneth Walker and Chris Olave have the same odds at twelve to one. Yeah, here's a problem with Olave for me. I think he's going to have some big games, but not big overall numbers. Just think they have so many options there. If Michael Thomas stays healthy, I know people got frustrated with him last year, but before last year, he was considered one of the top five wide receivers in the National Football League. So it's not like we got a chump coming back. Like Michael Thomas is a dude. Then you have Jarvis Landry, who's going to take catches. Then you have the two kids last year, Callaway and Hardy, who started in, in place of all the injuries. So I just don't know if Olave is going to get the amount of targets to win rookie of the year. The last time Michael Thomas was healthy, he got targeted 185 right. times. And that's probably going to repeat itself. So you look at the – are these these are right. I guess he's coming off injury. Sean, Michael Thomas over-under on receiving – is this a sucker bet? Over-under on receiving yards is 800 yards? I mean, I feel like you got to go over is on it, all three of those. All right. Oh, I just want to talk this out real quick. So uh. Michael – yeah, yeah, yeah. Like – as Aaron got in my head, yeah, if he doesn't play. I, I yes, I let's look at Michael Thomas's career. Rookie season, eleven thirty-seven. Second season, twelve forty-five. Third season, fourteen oh five. Two years ago, one thousand seven hundred and twenty-five yards. Last year, only played in seven games, started five of them, had four hundred and thirty-eight yards. If he stays healthy, how does he not s- obliterate this? I'm with you. I mean, I once again, it's the if, and it it feels it feels like the biggest sucker bet I've seen as we've done these. And you know the way that I roll. Usually, if if it's too good to be true, it is. But if Michael Thomas is healthy, and I'm trying to, pull, how the hell does he not go over 800 yards? I'm with you. I'm trying to pull <laughs> up. Um... I mean, good lord. And his touchdowns, touchdown props are tricky because still five and a half. In 19, Mm -hmm. when uh, Jameis had the 5,000-yard year, Mike Evans, 67 catches, 1157 and eight touchdowns. Chris Godwin, 86 catches, 1333 and nine. And if Alvin Kamara does get suspended? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, look at it. Michael Thomas. Those might be the softest numbers I've seen. For, if a guy plays the full season, he goes over those substantially. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's the biggest if. I know he's coming off injury, but good Lord. All right. Favorite bet on the Saints? Over eight on the win total. I agree. My favorite 
I'll go Jameis, comeback player of the year, plus 550. Head back to the Big 12. Sean's got a lot of thoughts on the Big 12. We'll keep those going. It's a nightcap. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Ice cold beers, cold hard cash. Join the action on the pitch with the Heineken 2022 Soccer Prediction Challenge. Compete in 20 free-to-play pools this season for your shot at a share of $100,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Heineken now to start your run at victory. Heineken, beer made better. 21 and over only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink. Responsible. Alongside Tulane, great. Do they have a Hall of Fame? Yes. Tulane Athletics? Yeah. I imagine you're in that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so nonchalant. One of these days, I need to get an honorary, because uh, I wasn't nearly good enough. So I need to get like an honorary, like, I need to get famous enough. This show needs to get so big, Sean, that they have to like feel the need to induct me into the Muhlenberg Hall of Fame, because I'm certainly not good enough as a player. Um, what was good that Adam Burke and Hoops Peterson slot their bets. <laughs> we have the baseball pentathlon going on here at VEASAN. It's, uh, even day one, it's a lot of fun. Uh, it would have been a lot more fun, Sean. Man, we would have been super happy if Aaron Nola didn't, you know, take a dump in his pants. Uh, but that happened. We had under three and a half in the first five in the Phillies and Cardinals game. One nothing heading into the bottom of the fifth. Three runs scored so tragic. in that inning uh, by so the Cardinals. Tragic. So right now where we stand, there is one more game to be concluded. And if you're not aware what we're doing all week, it's the baseball pentathlon. Today, we all pick totals. Tomorrow, we have to pick two games, one favorite and one underdog. And... First five is allowed. Yep. Oh, interesting. Okay. First five is allowed. I thought it was not. That is uh, that is a good good to know. Um, so we will keep our eyes on that. We will take a look later on today. Uh, but so far, after the Padres Rockies game just concluded. By the way, uh, condolences to anyone who had Padres run line tonight. 
Yeah, 6-3, bottom nine. You got your closer. With Rodgers, too. Rodgers right. is in, gives up two runs. With two outs, he gave Oof. two. Oof. Charlie Blackman with two outs. I think two strikes. Lines went down the right field line. So, But the under does hit, and Adam Burke and Hoops Peterson both played the over. So as of right now, it is six and five. Six winners, five losers with Gil Alexander, a numbers game still to come home. D-backs and Giants. Under eight is 3-1 in the top of the seven. He looks good. I think he's going to be okay. I mean, lock it. I mean, don't even watch the rest of this game. Good job, Gil. Good call. Gil killed it. I mean, maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe Jeff Parles added in some insight. Great job, Jeff. Just like the Mets, no doubt you're going to win the division. No doubt the D-backs and Giants under will come home. Um, I'm looking forward to this. So top of the hour, we had him on all throughout the playoffs. Jamie and Christian, friend of mine, uh, over a decade as a head coach in Division I college basketball. He is here in town taking in some summer league, and he's going to stop in studio. We're going to talk all things uh, NBA with, with Jamie and Christian coming up. But this week, we're going to take a gander. Mm-hmm. You know? Not go crazy. Just take a look at a Power 5 conference a day. And we hit the Big 12 earlier, and you had a lot of thoughts. We have to carry it over to now. So more on the Big 12. You like Kansas, not to win it, yep. but to go over their win total. Be pesky. Yeah, be okay. pesky. Uh, I think Texas Tech is going to be fascinating with Zach Kittley. My guy. Uh, Houston Baptist, uh, Western Kentucky last year. Now he's their OC. West Virginia, their entire defense transferred out. They're going to be terrible. TCU. T- TCU still don't really have a quarterback. So I just think that's going to limit them. They're still trying to figure that position out. And a new uh, head Sonny coach. Dykes, uh, first year. He was at SMU last year. Uh, Iowa State, they'll regress. They, oh, yeah, They lost time. a lot, yeah. I mean, they, they lose Brock Purdy. They lose Brees Hall. We're going to skip the number five Kolar. team. We're going to skip the number five team. Kansas State? Yeah, we're going to go to Texas. Texas, will be, Wait, hold on. Texas will be the most talented team on offense in the Big 12 if Quinn Ewers is as good as advertised. Because Xavier Worthy, arguably the best wide receiver in the Big 12. I mean, he was outstanding last year, caught 12 touchdowns. Bajon Robinson, everyone knows about him. He's a stud. They had some transfer wide receivers come in. The uh, kid from Wyoming. Yeah, who led them last year. They had a transfer from, I think, Georgia. Um, So they're going to be good on offense. Got Jaleel Billingsley. But I don't think, I don't buy Texas on defense yet. So I still think they're going to be in these shootout kind of games. And that puts a lot of pressure on Ewers to be great all the time. Is me, it Kenny? Can, Maybe. We'll can see. I, can I ask you, do you have any questions? How bought in are you as Sark as a head coach? No, I think Sark will be fine as a head coach. I think he'll be fine. Because the things going to recruit to a level where he's going to have advantages in personnel. Yes. But I don't think he's there yet. Right, which I'm not selling Texas to win the Big 12. And I would say this, at plus 290 is the second favorite. It's definitely not enough value. No, thank you. I need something closer to eight or nine. To even think about it, because well, I, I don't think they're very good on defense. Could I? Oh, for Texas. Yeah, saying. for Texas. Okay. Oklahoma State vastly overrated. Hmm. They had the number three defense in college football last year. Tim, they lost six of their eleven starters. Also, two linebackers. Too. Yeah, Derek Mason. So they got Jim Knowles went to Ohio State. Right. But Derek Mason's pretty solid. He's good. Comes over from all. But he didn't have those two backers. He didn't have those two safeties or those two corners. So they lost almost the entire secondary and the top two linebackers. And at a place like Oklahoma State, you just can't convince me that there's not a fall-off. And they've never they, been great on offense. Let me ask you this. Does 
Oklahoma State have the best quarterback in the conference? No, because he's inconsistent. And he's moody. He is. He emotionally gets hijacked. So when he's good, he's good. But when he's bad, he's got bad body language. You know, so I, I'm on a team that is missing a lot of things last year that kept them in games while he was trying to figure it out. I, I think Oklahoma State doesn't even sniff. Are you going to pick Kansas 12-2. State to win this conference? Oklahoma. Oklahoma has lost a lot. Only four starters are turning. And I love Dylan Gabriel. But that almost that whole receiving group, the ones that were experienced, left. So I think And oh by the way, Caleb Williams left too. And right. their head coach. What? And I don't I don't look at the quarterback as ba- as big of a deal because I'm so high on Dylan Gabriel. I but, like I do like and I'll say this. I like the fact that they're bringing in Jeff Levy. Right, who had Dylan at Central Florida so he knows the system. I just think Oklahoma takes a step back. Now Baylor, Baylor's going to be pretty darn good. If they made the right decision at quarterback because uh, Blake Shapin was in a quarterback battle. The other kid ended up transferring. Uh, what's his name? He transferred to the University of South Florida, actually. Yeah. Um, uh, it starts with a B. I'll get it. Bohannon. Bohannon, yeah. If they made the right decision at quarterback, they're going to be outstanding. They got some question marks at running back and receiver, but at a place like Baylor, which is in Texas, you generally can find skilled guys. They bring back almost all of the defense. They were one of only two defenses in the Big 12 to allow under 20 points per game last year. And, and then I, they have a defensive head coach, so they're going to be solid on that side. I yeah. would have loved to see this defense play Ole Miss at full strength. Remember, Matt Carell rolls the ankle, and it completely changes that game um, because they held them to seven points. Mm-hmm. Um, let's take a look at this schedule real quick. You can get them at 6-1 to one to win this conference, so you don't have to really look at Albany, BYU, Texas State. Te- BYU will be an interesting test I think it's a 10-15 Eastern kick, so interesting game there. You're at Iowa State. You're at West Virginia. You're at Texas Tech. So I could argue that you know getting those three teams on the road is beneficial. Getting you know Kansas State at home is nice. Oklahoma State at home. They have to finish up the season at Texas. I think Baylor's an interesting one. I could be convinced and take a look at six to one on Baylor to win it all. I to said win, all win the that, Big Twelve. I should say. I said all of that to say this. You're going with Kansas. I'm State. picking Kansas State to be the 2022 Big Twelve champion. Here's why: I'm super high on Chris Kleiman and what he did at North Dakota State and what he started to do at Kansas State. But I also think this is the absolute best fit in the world for Adrian Martinez. Really? Does he not seem like a Kansas State quarterback? Moxie, athleticism, imperfect as a passer, <laughs> has Deuce Vaughn in the backfield with him. They have two established wide receivers coming back. I'm picking Kansas State. They went 8-5 and five quietly last year, so it's not like I'm asking a team to go from 5-8. and eight. But I think Oklahoma State, they lost a lot of that defense. They're going to take a step back. I think Oklahoma and the mass exodus of their elite offensive talent – New head coach in Britt Venables, I know his experience at Oklahoma. They take a step back. Baylor and Kansas State, to me, are the two teams that I like to win the Big 12. And you're giving me 16-1 to 1 on Kansas State. I'm going Kansas State to win the Big 12. You know, as a long shot, I don't hate it. I, I think Kansas State, I'm with you on Chris Kleiman. Man. I'm taking Kansas State to Adrian win the Big Martinez, 12. Adrian Martinez, though. Yes. Perfect fit for Ooh, Manhattan, Kansas. Man. I love that fit. I, he he is a Kansas State quarterback. I mean, he's been in college for about a decade and a half. He so. has. So is USF starting <laughs> offensive line. That's why they're going to beat BYU. Kansas State to win the 2022 Big 12 
conference in football. All right, there we go. We'll talk some NBA coming up top of the hour with Jamie and Christian right here on Visa. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.